Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Today, I am very excited to be back for our um, first podcast of 2023 and to be joined by an incredible guest, Joanne Doonan. Um, so as always, I don't like to butcher introductions, Joanne, but I want yeah. to say a massive welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I am just, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself. <laughs> no problem, Claire. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, I suppose, I don't know, I suppose a wee bit of background about me. Um, my sport wise is, is primarily Gaelic football and that kind of took me into the kind of AFLW pathway um, just through that camp that was in Atlone in 2019 it was, it was uh, by Cross Coders uh, and that way I got contacted by Carlton Football Club, went over there pre-Covid, did the season over there and then Covid happened, went home, didn't get brought back out, uh, stayed at home for Covid obviously and then in February last year, I came out, wanted to give it another crack. So I went out to uh, talk to a few different BFLW teams, but uh, went with Aslan Football Club in the finish up. I'm so delighted I did. And thankfully got back into AFLW um, last year. And now I'm going into, yeah, my second season with Aslan now. So it's really, wow. really exciting. Wow. Wow. That is so exciting. Um. Do you mind if I take you back a little bit? Um, how how long have you been into ladies football? When did that all start? How did that start for you? Um, probably like most kids, like we're like rural country. Like I feel like where I grew up, Gaelic was kind of the only sport. You know, there was no real athletics, basketball, or anything like that going on. So. Like our local football club was, you know, basically where everyone in school went to and, you know, you just everybody went there. So, um, yeah, I think literally from under eight to under 10s, I think I started playing with my local club, Canale. Um, and thankfully, I'm not going to lie, I absolutely love my club. It is. And it is a very good club, too. So just a little shout out there. <laughs> I know. I know. I do love it. Like, You're dead right. Is, probably one of the hardest like things about leaving home you know is is the connections is obviously like second to none that you have with girls like you know you're growing up playing with them you know them um inside and out so uh, it's definitely a new dynamic when you go into a new team and like even this second season like there could be a completely new team when we go back it's just so different to home um but yeah so yeah basically went there and then got into county from it was probably on the county, yeah, under 14, right up uh, to senior. And then Captain Fermanagh in 2019, just before I left uh, as well. So that was, a, I suppose, a nice wee touch before I finished off. Wow, wow. So played football all through the years. It's always been like a big part of your life. Yeah, um, probably especially in uni. I don't know, maybe I was studying mechanical engineering, which I am now no longer working in. I did a master's in it for some reason. So I was five <laughs> years in Queens and Belfast. And the first few years, I think everybody knows is a bit of a write-off. It's going out and stuff. I just got through them and, yeah, decided to end up doing the master's um, because primarily I didn't really know what I was going to do. Couldn't even imagine going into work yet. Uh, so did that extra year um, and then I worked basically I think I worked nine months as a graduate process engineer and um, kind of knew that was when AFLW was kind of um, I suppose became an opportunity for me and 
really got really interested in kind of, I suppose, uh, strength and conditioning side of things. Was always interested in fitness regardless. Uh, and obviously, I don't know, a lot of female athletes will uh, resonate that we didn't get much of gym programs given to us. So, you know, you either teach yourself or you learn from, like my boyfriend, James, he was on the county. So I was nearly stealing their training programs, <laughs> doing that. You know, it was, it was, when you look back, it was mental, but um so ended up kind of changing careers in COVID actually when I came back from Australia I couldn't think of anything going back into engineering and knew I wanted to go back to Australia so I just got into PT and now I did a diploma with Satanta and now I'm actually doing the master's in performance coaching now so I'm really really enjoying it so a bit of a turn (laughs) wow wow that's that's a really interesting um that's a really interesting path for yourself from I suppose like it can be really hard when you especially when you go to college or when you're leaving school deciding okay what am I going to do like what what am I interested in what do I want my career to be and then like let's say uh like I guess at that time football in Australia um AFL wasn't really on your radar at all Mm -hmm. No, like this is it, like I suppose, because like this is only the seven or coming into the eighth season of it, you know. So when I was coming in, I think it was season like five, maybe, and um, or maybe six. And, you know, it was still so relatively new for Australia. So, I, you know, I never imagined in my head ever playing a professional sport. Um, but obviously I was so interested in fitness, like health and fitness. So to actually have the potential of having a career, I don't playing sport like was just like amazing to me so don't get me wrong I was going down definitely to the trial and that loan I actually I laughed that I actually wasn't going to go because I was nearly talking myself out of it like kind of like oh what's the point going to this you know didn't really have a clue was rushing from work um but yeah thank god I did and I end up and I suppose I didn't even answer your question sorry I went way off the mark there but yeah in Queens and Belfast my final year I literally barely studied I literally just did the only thing I had was Gaelic so uh, it was an unbelievable final year of football but um, <laughs> I think that can yeah I that can extend my love of just kind of really putting in the work and um, obviously it was with county and stuff then and maybe it was just you got to that age where you're kind of sick of going out the whole time and you're actually trying to really really better yourself so yeah just a big push from there and then kind of looked at get myself fit and ready um, to hopefully get selected there wow wow so even that first time you were going down like that was like not a plan in your head at all it was like oh god what like what why am I bothering literally I I remember because it was in the middle of the league and I was captain of Fermanagh at the time and I remember looking and I was like oh we actually do have a free weekend and I was like frigate I'll book on anyway and I remember I was working in Lisbon just outside Belfast at the time and I was driving down that alone. And I was like, what am I doing? I didn't know where I was going. I was like, oh, God, didn't know anyone going. And thankfully, when I got there, like it was actually great crack with like all the girls, you know, and just doing fitness tests and stuff like that. Um, so it was just a good insight, I think. And when I got there, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, I'm not actually that bad, you know, when you're kind of thinking, geez. And it was actually <laughs> just fun. You know, I, it was just joy. I was like very carefree in that sense because I knew there wasn't like I didn't like expect anything to come off it so I think it was a lot more relaxed about it um but yeah so but it was very much like I had an interview with Carlton that weekend and didn't hear from them for months but because I was with Fermanagh I think I was just really and maybe I suppose taking on that captain role I really was pushing myself in that sense that I was so focused on it 
that was nearly better that I wasn't sitting worrying about um uh, am I going to get signed or not so wow um and mm-hmm. then then was it following that then following your season with Fermanagh the opportunity arose for you to go to Australia yeah so it actually it's mad when I look back I actually went over to Australia for a weekend like literally three days in Australia to meet Carlton at the time um and again that was I suppose a big risk for me I remember talking to my county manager um like saying look it was between our all-Ireland quarterfinal and we were playing London in the in the semi-final the the following week and I said look I'm I'm gonna go over and meet this club um for three days I think I only missed maybe an evening session yeah and then Sunday morning training and uh went over crazy came back on the flight home uh when I stopped over in Hong Kong I got the call that they wanted to offer me a contract so mm-hmm. it was it was yeah amazing and then you were going to play uh, an all-earning semi-final um the following week so it was pretty pretty mental to be honest wow. like yeah that was a good week <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was definitely it was it was definitely a good experience I suppose looking back so when you got that call in your head it was there like never a question like if that opportunity was there it was like 100% I am going for it I think at that point yeah I had thought about it whenever they'd spoken about coming out to Australia for the weekend I was like okay I have to be like really serious about it do I want to do this you know where am I going and to be honest probably because not that I was unhappy in my job, like it was doable, but I was like, definitely not going to be doing this for the next 40 years. Like, so I I think that was a big thing. And I was unsure of what path I was going down that way. So I was like, look, if I could have a career, I'd be doing this for a while until I figure out, I suppose, a long term career. Um, I'll, I'll definitely take that opportunity. And it's not often like people in Fermanagh get an opportunity like that. So, um, you know, it was definitely something that I was uh, very fortunate for. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. And tell me, what has life been like for you since you have become a professional sports player? Um, well, I don't know. I don't think it's changed that much. Like, yeah, I feel like, and I'd say a lot of the girls would agree, like the training overall here is not massively harder or anything than what you we would have been doing at county training, you know, which is a big respect to the coaches at home um, to the physical shape we were in going out it's it's probably just more uh obviously getting used to the game itself the rules things like that um but definitely I think the the, the best thing about it is just the resources you know you have loads of coaches there to help you so many more staff to that's you know they're all like even today I was in doing Pilates session you know getting them extra things that you wouldn't get you know with a with a county setup unless you went and seek it yourself um but with regards to life in general, like don't get me wrong, it's like I suppose I wouldn't be doing podcasts like this. Um, but um, but yeah, it hasn't changed a whole pile for me, to be honest. Like it's just lovely to have the opportunity to really focus on training as a as a like I said, like a, a career and obviously have try and work a, a small bit on like obviously I wouldn't be fit to go back and do the masters if I was working full time and stuff as well. So um yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to come with it. that's amazing and alongside playing you're also working a bit on the side as well yeah so um the way our visas work out here I actually came out and work in Holland visa so I could work that first year but um the girls obviously our season's only basically six months and the other six months you're basically expected to go home 
try and get work or whatever and then come back out because our visa doesn't allow you to work here. However, I was I really wanted to, I suppose, get as much access to the club and coaches as I could before the next season and get a really good crack at pre-season. Uh, so I stayed here and I'm doing just like online coaching um, as well that I'd kind of set up before I left, um, which is, yeah, basically just trying to use my strength and conditioning kind of background uh, and kind of what I've learned through my diploma and all uh, and put it to good use, really. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And like, how do you kind of keep all those things going? Is life quite busy or do you feel like that's all very much under control between work, training, playing like taking care of yourself and having yourself in the best shape um yes I definitely think obviously time management's a big thing um and mainly I find is because you are essentially an asset for your career you know you're you have to kind of keep yourself in the best shape possible so like like a big thing for me is I prioritize and sleep and things like that um so like after training you know making sure you're well rested before training getting the right foods and stuff on board so obviously that kind of comes with a lot of kind of organization um which thankfully you know you have that wee bit more spare time and because you're not literally training every single day at the club you have that time to organize yourself um and I find I've definitely my 2023 goal was to be more I suppose have more of a schedule and a routine because like I found last year I would get everything done, but it wouldn't, you know, every day looked different. And I struggled then some days that I wouldn't know what I had on. So I'm trying to do, even if it's only a weekly schedule, uh, that I have a fair idea of what time I have free because, you know, with different training um, demands and things like that, uh, something could come up last minute and you don't want to miss a gym session or you don't want to miss, um, you know, any extras that you could be doing. So uh, trying to schedule in my study, checking my clients obviously some downtime yourself uh, and then obviously studying as well uh, along with training so uh, yeah I found this week now I'm only landed back on Sunday so this is my my morning routine I'll talk you straight now <laughs> so uh, my boyfriend gets up to go to work so we go at six o'clock and we live just right beside uh, the beach so we go for a morning dip and then we come home shower do a five minute meditation. It's only five minutes. That's what people think every meditating ages. No, I'm trying, really trying to get into meditation. And then I journal and then I write a to-do list. And then on my to-do list, then I'd prioritize. So I'd write one, two, three, four things that I have to get done because I find myself, I would get overwhelmed a lot if I feel I have a lot to do. Uh, and I find that way that once I've everything written down, I can kind of clear from my brain and just focus on that one thing to do first before I move on to the next thing. It was actually um, a sports psychologist, Garrett Fox, kind of talked me through that. And it sounds so simple. Like, and like people listening probably like, yeah, do it, Joanne. Obviously, that's how you do it. But I found like if I had, say, I didn't write it down or, you know, I just tried to wing everything, I would just be like, I go, I'm literally like that person where I go into a room to do one thing and I see something else and I start doing the other thing before I did the thing that I actually went into the room to do so I just kind of find it easier to do that and then so look it's only seven o'clock in the morning and I found this week I've actually got so much done with regards to training studying keeping on top of clients adding new clients um, and just generally having a lot more free time for myself so it's been brilliant that's powerful and there's serious power in the simplicity of it because mm -hmm. that makes it really doable and really accessible for 
everyone. And I think like it's very overwhelming when you have so many thoughts in your head of all the things you have to do so much easier if you have them in a list. And also if it's like one, two, three, four, rather than trying to do a little bit of two or three all in the one go. So I love that. I love that tactical insight into like your day and what works well for you. So morning dip, shower, meditation, journaling, to-do list. So that's five things. And you feel like that has already this year allowed you to be more successful and get more done? Massively. Like, and don't get me wrong, I know it's a week, like maybe touch back in about three months and I'm still doing it, but it is something that I, I really want to hone in. Like, it's just like that. It's the routine. And then once you're in that routine of doing that every morning, you know, and even I was looking at planning my weekly schedule that I have a block nearly like do it like a work week, um, which I find, I don't know, like if other athletes would talk about this, but you do have a lot of free time and you don't know how to use it effectively or like the, the most efficiently you could, could. So especially when I am studying as well, I wanted to nearly like have it like a job, like I have say a two hour block of um, say client check-ins and then I might have a two hour block of studying or I might spread them over different days that they're the set times that if someone says, oh, do you want to go grab coffee or you want to go do this, that could throw off your whole day. You can just be like, oh, do you actually mind if we just do it after? Or, you know, it's a wee bit easier because sometimes I feel like, oh, if I, if I change out my routine and not go back to it after, if that makes sense. Totally, totally. And I guess I, I very much have like uh, the same thing in terms of like, I'm very much in charge of my own schedule and my own routine and, like you're kind of like you're allowed to do what you want to such like you have to get certain work done but you're allowed to do it in like whatever time you want um yeah so like if we're not rigid with things it can be very easy to blur the boundaries and just to you know and it's in it ends up you're suffering then because you're trying to do work late at night when you <laughs> should have been doing it maybe at x time but you didn't you said yes to something else so I guess it's it's really getting clear on those boundaries for yourself of how do I want my day to go a hundred percent that's exactly how it is like you just don't want to and don't get me wrong I'm queen procrastinator at times but yeah I think this I've actually found myself I've just literally got stuck into the studying this week and I haven't even thought about oh I'll do it later or you know so it's actually been good so hopefully this sticks now amazing and you said that uh another thing you're doing is just taking that bit of time at this is it at the start of the week to plan the week ahead yes literally I'm gonna try and keep it on a Sunday evening because want to try start also food prepping we live in a area that there's loads of cafes so pre um pre christmas and going home um it was just so easy especially in the off season there it's just like oh we we'll go out for coffee and breakfast you know and it's like you know albeit it might be healthy to to what you think you know it might be a salad or whatever but it's um it's definitely not as it's just mainly even cost alone never mind actually um being able to cook for yourself so if I got into that like weekly shop and just write the weekly schedule um that would be the best way to do it I think is that a pen and paper or is there something you're using for your weekly planning I actually love google sheets and there's like it's there's already a template there and you just put your date in the top it automatically updates and then you just have it there I just find it so much easier to see I'm definitely a I need to see it <laughs> kind of girl mm. but um I find that you know you can see the blocks of time be like god you know I used to look even before Christmas I was like I had so much free time and I just was not using it right so um I found 
saying it there and be like, okay, I can add that in there or I can swap that. That was so much easier than, you know, I don't know, I spoke pen and paper each week. Yeah, I love that. So Google Sheets, start of the week, and then you've got your five daily things. And if anyone wants to try and maybe be more productive with their time, I think that's something that anyone can implement. When you're talking about the meditation and the journaling, um, why have you picked those things? What kind of benefits do you see from those? Um, I've probably been doing gratitude and journaling. Jesus, I remember doing it when I was with Carlton. So I would say a good three or four years. I find I always journaling not as much. Like I nearly used to keep a diary as such. It wasn't necessarily journal. I would have like just my work diary and I could, you know, I'd write pointers to what happened that day to just kind of be like, oh yeah, that was that day nearly. It wasn't so much like unloading anything. Um, it's only probably the last few years that I've got into actually journaling, especially I find when I'm, you know, I feel like there's a feel like I'm anxious or I'm like angry or things like that, that I, I sometimes I've learned definitely as I got older that sometimes it's better to write it out first before you talk to the person nearly, even if you're angry with them, that when you see it on a piece of paper, you might be like, God, that sounds so ridiculous when you write it down. And then it just completely clears your head that you can have a more, um, I suppose, civilized conversation and more kind of talk through your feelings as opposed to like, like you know, express your feelings nearly, if that makes sense. So uh, I've definitely found journaling in that sense. Now, mind you, I even said uh, to my boyfriend the other day, I was like, I nearly find it hard when I'm actually, you know, I suppose happy or like just content with stuff that I feel like oh I don't really have anything to write about you know and then I tend to just kind of nearly write a wee diary kind of day I will say oh we did this today so um which is kind of nice also it's a very good thing to have but I definitely find gratitude was the I suppose not so much I wouldn't have said I was ever really like a negative person or anything like that but I just find I just found especially especially at home whenever it was cold and dark and we were getting up when I did it every morning, it was literally three things I'm grateful for and you just read three things and it just flipped your whole perspective. Like, and I even used to do it on my story sometimes and people would write to me, it's like, so true. Like, remember like you used to wake up half five, going in pitch black for a 6 a.m. class in a gym and, you know, like you're not working for yourself, you're working for someone else. You're thinking, what am I doing this for? And there's so many negative things that is going through your head. Like, what, you know, why am I doing this? Um and then there's so many things then like when you actually take a wee step back like of being like you know thank god I can drive a car so we don't have to walk to work or you know like all these things that you just can just forget that we're just so lucky and I think the more you hang around I literally had this conversation last week the more you hang around with people say of I don't know your income or your lifestyle that you kind of it's not that you're like ignorant but like you forget that there's other people that would literally kill to have what you're you have like and you can always compare to you know Jesus I don't have what X has but there's always someone worse than you too that would literally like and even your old self would probably kill to, you know but like be so proud of where you are too so I think gratitude was a massive massive thing for me that and I've just I've generally kept that in always before I go to bed and now I try and get it back into my morning routine um which is it's not as hard to get up here don't get me wrong yeah I love that I absolutely love that so gratitude is something you've seen real benefits from being consistent with over the last few years it's something I absolutely love and it's uh, non-negotiable for me every day as well and I think it's like 
it kind of grounds you a little bit like you said like we can just get so like we can normalize things and get so caught up in our own lives and our own problems and sometimes we need that bit of perspective on things when we're thinking oh god like I can't be back to get up out of my warm bed at this time that you know we don't have it so bad all the time um I think that's that's a really good way of flipping our out like flipping our mindsets and like making it something we're doing all the time to always bring us back to those those good things in life um so I absolutely love that so I think you've given us some really good insights into like how you're gonna like manage your time better organize yourself better how you manage your mindset as well um do you mind telling us a little bit more about how you keep yourself in like amazing physical shape to be able to perform like day in day out week in week out at such a high level yeah probably similar to what I had mentioned earlier I suppose with with county and I suppose that them last few years at Queen's like I was a part of the academy so you know you had guaranteed two gym sessions that you know you had to make that week which really kind of started the ball rolling on the S&C side of things because I feel like not that I never struggled or not that anyone never has to work on their fitness but it was always something that I was pretty uh, okay with with regards to Gaelic football um, I I didn't mind don't get me wrong I probably complained but I didn't mind the, the slog in pre-season sessions um, and I suppose like anyone that plays Gaelic you know you don't really have an off-season especially when you're younger you're in college like you go you know from county football college starts there's a bit of a crossover there you're in the college football club starts you're into that you're back in the county like you know it's a full it's a year thing when you're playing for different teams so um relatively kept myself uh physically in good shape and then I suppose even final year uh of uni I live with James and two other lads that were on county as well so I used to anytime they were driving the road for down the road for county train I would go and do my gym sessions that I probably stole off them at that stage uh, and go get them done and generally to be honest i I felt I just seen the benefits in my own performance. Um, I was, you know, touch wood. I was never really injured. Felt myself getting faster, stronger. Um, and yeah, just generally fell in love with going to the gym side of things. And um, that would be something I even struggled there when we finished up last uh, October. We had a few weeks off and I was like, oh my God, this is probably the longest I've had off and I don't know how long. And I was nearly texting 40 being like, or my SNC coach can I you know can I have some programs to be doing here like just to kind of keep myself ticking over um but yeah I suppose I just actually don't mind I actually enjoy going to the gym um and see I suppose like I said I see the benefits of it and love the feeling of it afterwards um so that is something that I suppose I'm also grateful for that I don't struggle with it and I don't know I suppose my body also too I feel like even some of the girls like they'd be really trying hard to kind of put on muscle mass and all and I feel like maybe sometimes I'm a wee bit too too muscly you know yourself and girls I'd be like Jesus my arms and all but like you, you grow to appreciate it that's definitely something like even I work at, uh, at a gym as well come moving through motherhood and they're all mothers and they're like oh my god your arms and I, I laughed at them I was like I was so subconscious of my arms when I was younger um, and now it's like, you know, I see it as thank God because I can tackle or thank God I can I don't get injured when I get tackled. And, you know, you just see it as like, why the fuck do we like, sorry, portion, but oh, like hate, hate on our bodies so much, you know, but like, you know, it's obviously just the way society's kind of brought us up and engraved that like, 
you know muscly girls or manly or you know like and it's just so so far from the truth that like once you actually appreciate what your body does for you um you just actually want to get better at it you know so um so yeah I just gently enjoy it I think yes the the best answer there that's amazing and I suppose it just sounds like you've very much made it a habit for yourself so much to the to the case now that like if you are not doing it that you miss it and I guess you've very much seen the benefits of it that it's ingrained in you to do it now and also you're seeing benefits in terms of injury prevention in terms of strength speed power which is incredible for anyone who does want to improve their performance um very interesting to hear like like someone like you, I guess, who an awful lot of people would look up to um, say that, OK, there was areas that I was self-conscious about, um, because I think sometimes for a lot of my clients, maybe for your clients as well, when you're self-conscious in your body, you feel like maybe you're the only one or that no one else feels like this. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to hear that now you're actually very grateful for those things that you were once maybe self-conscious about. Do you have any tips on how you went from from maybe being that little bit subconscious to now like having gratitude for everything your body can do this is so interesting again me and my housemate Sarah was talking about this I I generally feel like though there's even a part of my brain that I'm like will I ever not be looking in the mirror and be wanting to change something because I feel like it's so deeply ingrained in us just from when we were younger, even here in our mothers or aunties and all these different like influences you know you just I suppose the area you kind of grow up in as well but I definitely like don't get me wrong now like I still like the certain things I'm like oh my god you know I like even to lose a bit of body fat things like this but I was even saying I'm more thinking now as a performance point of view as opposed to aesthetic and don't get me wrong aesthetic will probably come along with it but I feel like if I struggled for a long time. Even certain eating habits I wouldn't have been great with when I was younger. Like, um, and that's probably something I was thinking that people probably think, Oh yeah, you have to be eating unbelievable. Like, but um I actually like my parents God love them like they're you know, your typical spuds with loads of butter and, you know, sausages, bacon, like even chips and all, you know, every other day. I'd be like, Okay, right. So whenever I went to uni and learned to cook for myself and actually started, you know, getting into good habits that way I started to learn pretty quickly that you know you can change your your, your diet and you know you, I notice a difference in my energy when I do eat better um, and even my performance when I eat better but I also don't sweat it if I haven't had properly as well like so um, I definitely with regards to actually changing the mindset I think it's definitely gratitude and having to flip it like you have to you have to make an effort I think to to love your body for more than it's literally a physical shell like you are not your appearance is not your identity so like just because like Jesus my boobs whenever I was younger was a massive thing like I have no boobs and I laugh now like and I still I laugh and be walking down the beach and I'm like oh my god I'm so jealous look at her like you know and it's so ridiculous like and I be like, you know, I laugh. We were joking that, you know, you think uh, you're looking at all the boys, but you're really looking at the girls appreciating, <laughs> you know, she's look at the muscles in her. You know, you appreciate how how much of an effort it takes to get things. And then you kind of, the older you get, the more you realize a lot of it's genetics. A lot of it, it won't make you happier if you had it anyway. It's, it's one of them things where you just need to kind of accept that your body is literally 
keeping you alive. It's keeping you breathing. It's doing so much more things than literally appearance. Like, and I think when you put it in the grand scheme of things and maybe it takes maybe someone in your family or someone to get ill to realize that, what does it all matter? You know what I mean? I think it's just literally trying not to identify with it, figuring out if you love your body. And I find trying to work with my clients, like you have to kind of, why do you want to lose weight or why do you want to change? Is it because someone told you you look fat? You know, do you actually care that you're carrying a bit of extra weight? Like I know myself, I'm like, I'm not giving up fucking having a donut whenever I want or having whatever, you know, or watching what I eat when I'm out just for the sake of what fitting into a smaller size jeans to what like literally was, you can Photoshop it anyway, you know, does people actually care, you know, and I think it's when you kind of let go of what people actually think about you literally appreciate your body for what it does more than what it looks like. And yeah, it's a constant battle. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's it's going to be straightforward. Forward, but I actually think the more you get to love your body and appreciate your body the more you make healthier choices to make it feel better because your body is constantly giving you sing- signals so like when you eat crap food and you have that bit of a slump after it your body's like that's your body telling you okay we don't react too well with that food what food actually gives us energy instead of looking like of oh, a bit of a slump I need to take coffee or I need to take a, a coke or something to give me another spike so then I come down again, you know, actually looking at, right, okay, actually, I had a well-balanced breakfast this morning. I didn't have a slump after it. Okay, maybe that works well with me, you know, and just actually honing in and being conscious about what you're what you're doing to your body, really. I absolutely love that. That few minutes that you just spoke there answering those questions, there was so much gold in there. Like the first thing that really stood out to me, okay, like you are not your body, like, and like not to identify solely with your physical appearance because we're so much more than that I suppose I can very much resonate with a lot of things you're saying there in the sense that um I was very unhappy with my body for a while as well before I started my health and fitness journey and um, before I understood how things work and I suppose I was very much caught in the identity of like just like being my physical body really and it wasn't until like when you actually get in good shape and I lost the weight and you see what it's like then to be to be where you'd always dreamed about you see that okay that's actually not the solution to happiness either if you're not happy in you before you get there you won't really be happy there and like you'll always want for something more if you're chasing happiness through a physical appearance and I think that's it's very hard. If you had told me that at the start of my weight loss journey, I would have thought it was pure crap. I would have said, no, I, I definitely will. Like, I'll be happy when I get there. Um, yeah. I think you have to go through the journey a little bit to realize, God, no, I'm not. Um, I know you really need to make your own mistakes. So too, in a, in a way, like there's only so much someone can tell you as well. 100%. But I suppose if anyone is listening to this, um, to hear it maybe from people who have been like unhappy there and changed it and like just to know that it isn't it isn't going to completely overhaul your happiness it's not um maybe like like you were saying there if you can do it in a way to think okay why am I doing this like what's actually important to me here like is like how I'm enjoying life like is being able to be a bit social with food is that important to me maybe being like uh, maybe being at a certain body weight then like isn't as aligned with that 
or it's okay um the other thing you were saying like like how does this make me feel like what can I do to make me feel good what can I do to make my body feel good like to look at those things maybe like it's absolutely fine I suppose in my opinion for someone to want to lose weight especially if they're maybe at an unhealthy weight or they've gained a bit of weight that they don't want but it's I guess knowing that's not going to make you happy and maybe to do it in a way that's not just about losing off that weight, but how's this going to make me feel? How's this going to benefit maybe the other areas of my life as well? Like you're saying, you're actually feeling more energetic from eating well, like you're feeling like that, you know, your body feels good because of that as well. And I think doing it for those reasons is a much better place to come at things. 100%. Yeah, I feel, especially with clients, I think, I don't know if you experienced, but certain clients signing up, and, you know, there's, you know, I'm not calling anybody out, but signing up and expecting that just by even signing up, things are going to change. But if you don't have a big enough way, and I know I said, like, I love the gym, but there's definitely days that I cannot be arsed. But, like, you still just go because you've ingrained that habit and you're you're like, my body will thank me for this later. And, you know, it is just making them them choices for your for yourself really like and just having that way of okay well I want to be healthy I want to be in the best shape for football as possible or I want to lose weight like then why you know and that will always kind of drive you and if it's not a big enough way then it doesn't matter enough in my opinion so it's just like you're you're that's not uh that's not making you happy completely it needs to have some meaning beyond like seeing a certain number on the scales because as much as people think like that's what they want that doesn't actually really change anything in life seeing a certain number on the scales um you are saying there there's some days you can't be arsed it's like I have a session there and I just can't be arsed how do you pull yourself out of that and like because obviously I guess this is something that like there there is even like for you I guess there's more of a reason that you have to follow through on those things mm-hmm. in comparison to maybe someone who's just training for themselves um so like how do you pull yourself out of that and get yourself going to do the things you said you were going to do um I definitely think uh you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier but habits like I think definitely I suppose you need that bit of discipline at the start but I suppose that's kind of like you know at the start you have a big why you know why you are starting is is a big thing and usually it drives you through the first say six to eight weeks um of a program and then you want to get a new program or whatever it is I find that I have got to the point where it is a lifestyle and regardless like even when I was at home and I wasn't contracted to any club like I still was putting in like I was doing sprint sessions before uh my Gaelic training and I was doing the gym then you know before my PT clients or whatever it was but because I was just so in the habit of having two or three gym sessions a week and having my pitch sessions that I felt like, like you said, when you stopped, you seen maybe how sluggish I was or how it it's generally comes down to how you feel. I it personally for me, uh, and I just didn't feel right when I didn't do it or not that I felt purposeless without, I feel like maybe it is because I've always been in competitive sport that I kind of feel like I have that kind of, I suppose, competitiveness or maybe drive sometimes to kind of want to get up and, and go to the gym and, and get fitter and make myself better. And I even say to myself, once I finish football, I'll have to go into, I don't know, CrossFit or something competitive because I don't know if I could. I have actually so much respect for people that just go and just have individual sport but or individual goals. Like, But I do think having, having goals and having targets to set you, set you up 
definitely at the very start and then you'll get in the habit but regardless I do think you know there's always something you have to be striving for there has to be some reason why you want to get up and go to the gym and then that it's easier of course when you're in the habit and in the lifestyle of doing it but again to have that something something sitting in the back of your head thinking yeah if I don't do this I'm going to fall behind or even silly things like I used to use other things like we used to always come up against Antrim I'm like oh I bet you the Antrim girls are doing it. I nearly have this internal dialogue, you know, saying they're not, they're not doubting themselves. They're not skipping a session, you know, <laughs> you know, like just playing in my own head. Like, and you know yourself, you're always going to do it. It's kind of like, I even find it with studying, like, you know, it's never going to go away. Like you may as well just go do it, get it done and get it out of the way. And so literally I feel like the longer we dwell on something, the more we have time to think about it, the more we have time to think of different reasons not to do it. But literally, snap yourself out of it. Just get into it. And literally, you'll feel so much better for it. I feel like I always say the same after PT session. You never regret doing a session. You always regret not doing it. Like. 100%. So I couldn't agree more with everything you've said there. So maybe at the start, it's exerting that bit more discipline. Like over time, knowing that will translate into like it becoming a habit where you don't have to think about it as much. And you'll have overcome a lot of times of thinking, I don't want to do this. I can't be arsed and push through regardless that that kind of becomes a habit in itself, just pushing through regardless. And then 100%. you're saying having a goal. And I think for a lot of my clients as well, they find like whether it's like, OK, if they have a certain event that they're working towards, like a run, like a 5K or a 10K that they've signed up to, something like that can be really motivating or maybe the way you were saying, okay, well, like the Antrim girls are doing it. But another really nice thing as well um, that I found is that like if you have a vision for the person you want to do, you want to be, well, it's like, like, would that future me do it? Like, would they get up and get the session done? And if that's the person that I want to become, this is the thing I need to do in order to become that person. Start behaving yeah. like that person you want to be. So I think that is an amazing tip to help people, I guess, push through when the days are tough. Um, can I ask you, do you have any anything you feel like has benefited you massively in terms of keeping your nutrition on point that you think are, okay, these are my non-negotiables when it comes to nutrition. How do you keep, how do you fuel your body and keep yourself really healthy for your sport and for life as well? Yeah, see, I suppose I, and even now, and again, like I said, from that kind of bad habits kind of engraved, like I would still sometimes struggle with, you know, just even feeling bad, even if you, not if you overindulge or anything, but like if you say you had a big donut or something, like there's still a small part of guilt in my head from years ago of like just literally thinking that this is so bad for you and things like that. So I find now like that I have to keep bringing myself back to like food is fuel like like as in I need to keep my body energized and like mainly I think particularly in women but I know in myself not eating enough like thinking you know like I can go train and go as hard as I can without having like or maybe having like an, a one meal or you know you just think that you don't have to adjust your meal I remember actually working with a coach um you know, Stuart he was like BIA uh, but they he had me on 2,300 calories and I remember thinking that is way too much. Like I was like, no way. And um, I was training just like what I was normally training um, with, I think, two gym sessions, say two pitch sessions, maybe a third upper body. Um, and I honestly have 
been in the shape of my life and I was eating far more than I was eating before. And performance wise, I was so much performing so much better. Um, I got my periods back in track. So that was probably something I should have mentioned. Um, that yeah, I lost my periods when I was at Carlton, and I think just yeah, the maybe the stress of the training, um, maybe even stress of not making the team, things like that, that must have affected my period, and um, yeah, so I was absolutely delighted, and I completely switched my whole mindset about eating and this. Like I don't know, like I suppose especially in women. We just think like, you know, some clients come to me and they're eating 1,200 calories and they're expecting they want to do like three PT sessions. And I'm like, how are you even surviving day to day without exercising? So um, I definitely think health is now my kind of priority as such. And there's still a part of me nearly now. I'm more feared of losing my period. And that uh, another thing is kind of come to love my body and that, I don't care if I have a wee bit extra weight on as long as I'm getting my period, you know, that kind of way. And then I'm just more looking at, I suppose, healthy, like them healthy fats. And don't get me wrong, obviously, sometimes you have to kind of be mindful if you are in a weight loss journey, you know, it's not the ideal, but if health is the goal, just kind of trying to have a more varied diet and making decisions based off health choices as opposed to aesthetically. And that's why I feel like it's definitely now more performance factor like I was saying like if I wanted to to lose a bit of body fat it's more so I can sprint better be more efficient on the field you know it's not so I look better in the bikini on the beach like you know I was like nobody's batting an eyelid at you at the beach so stop worrying about what you look like so <laughs> I've definitely kind of just got them different drivers now performance wise uh, to kind of make them healthier choices when it comes to it. I absolutely love that. So for you, it's just very much being health focused now, wanting to, I guess, like fuel your body, knowing that food is fuel and I guess wanting to eat in a way that makes you feel good. I think that's an absolutely incredible message. And obviously you, it's it's shown you that your body is healthier if your periods are back normal as well, like that fueling yourself when you have such a, a demanding um when you have such a demanding career obviously um is so important so I absolutely love that and I love what you said as well like at the beach like no one's looking at you and sometimes we think like that everyone's looking at us but actually that judgment is coming from ourselves and anytime we're not happy in our bodies like it's it's yourself like that's judging not anyone else no one gives a crap Uh, we Mm -hmm. see it here like at like the we've been to a beach party or two over here and like like if you're self-conscious like and thinking everyone's looking at you it's just not the case because they're all in their own world worried about their (laughs) own things they don't actually give a crap Um, and I suppose it just takes like maybe us reminding ourselves of that all the time because me saying that doesn't mean I don't struggle with it at all and I think like like thinking that we conquer these things and it's just like oh my god that box is ticked I'm never going to worry about that again it's it, like it's it's not achievable probably for a lot of us and maybe just knowing that if I'm improving with it then I'm doing well maybe rather than thinking I'm going to conquer this all of a sudden 100% like it's a constant like you know I suppose they are kind of engraved programs in our brain that it's not going to 
be just a, like a like you said a, a one flick and then it's gone like you know it will take I suppose a lot of rewiring and to kind of get new patterns and new kind of habits engraved and like I suppose um you know positive habits like but yeah like you said I think and maybe it does come at age as well I know when you're younger you know everything's relative and you think it's the end of the world but like even comparing yourself to your friends but the older you get and the more even female bodies you see with different teams and things like that like everybody's so individual like you cannot you know you cannot compare yourself to anyone you know so it's um yeah it's like the sooner you kind of learn to manage to not compare yourself and just be happy for and like that I think you know for whatever reason you want to look better or maybe I don't know for a, a partner or whatever it is like you're so much more than just your body like you know it's your personality it's you know everything how kind you are you know there's so much more than just your physical appearance that is attractive as well you know it's not just uh, appearance like so 100% and I think always like putting yourself in the other person's shoes as well if you think oh they're going to think this of me well like would you think that of them and chances are you wouldn't um, exactly there, I won't keep you for too long more because I know I've kept so much of your time. But I have two more questions for you, if that's OK. Um, no problem. You've mentioned health a few times there. I want to know, like, what, what does health mean for you when you're saying you want to like eat to be healthy or do certain things for your body to be healthy? What what does that mean? Um, I suppose to me, a big thing. And again, maybe it's podcast, maybe it's um um I don't know like people close to you or people you know getting sick things like this like I just feel like I've seen so much what I suppose stress can do to your body and I'm not even talking like you know you don't have to be working like in a freaking CEO of a company like stress you know as anyone knows it can be anything you know like overindulging can stress your body over exercising can stress your body you know stress with family life all these things that I think to me I think is that kind of balance between managing stress, kind of having that, I suppose, mind, body, soul kind of balance of like keeping yourself in good physical shape within health reasons, you know, not pushing about, like obviously you need to push the boundaries to kind of overload yourself and good stress in a way. Um, but being mindful of taking time out for yourself, keeping your head right, checking in every so often, um like that meditate like it just kind of comes back to even conscious food choices um and just kind of having that I suppose mental reset every so often um that I find that your body responds better I find that you know you know where look and this could be just my theory but I find when I manage my stress more I'm nowhere near you know as sick wouldn't get as many colds and just kind of it just kind of keeps me more I suppose level-headed and that to me makes me feel and again I talk about like health in regards to how I feel um just trying to listen to my body the best way possible and touchwood it's kept me injury free no real bad sickness um and again yeah just trying to make that balance healthy lifestyle um and like I think definitely as I got older that it's Again, I talk about you can't identify with, with your body, but you can't identify. Like, I, you know, don't identify now as being a, an AFLW player. You know, I'm still a person. I'm still um, a PT. I'm still a frigging girlfriend, a, a friend. You know, that you have that balance of, obviously, you're going to miss out on social defense and things like that to get towards your goals within your career. But you're still making time to, you know, 
like have that balance of going out and having the crack with your friends and not being afraid to friggin' have an ice cream because you think you're going to put on weight to, and you're not going to be fit to run or, you know, you, you kind of, it's literally, I suppose, balance of that mind body. So let's suppose just trying to check in every so often would probably be the definition of health for me. I absolutely love that. So like health isn't just exercising. Health isn't just eating right. Health is taking care of your mindset, managing stress. It's having those like those good connections with people. It's everything. It's doing things that are good for your soul as well. I absolutely love that answer um and I think it's like it just comes down to really just having that holistic approach and not like narrowing in on one area that you think is gonna you know make you healthy all of a sudden just eating right or just moving a bit more it's a bit of everything and the balance between everything um the last question I have for you Joanne and thank you so much for being so generous with your time um is if you were to speak to your younger self um or to anyone who's listened to this podcast, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Oh, wow. That is a, um, I feel like it's that kind of thing. What we've probably touched a lot on there is just that kind of like loving yourself for what you are. And that kind of like that whole quote of like comparison is the safe of joy is just so resident. And I think causes so much, internal dialogue of them negative thoughts about your whole you know hating your body all these things and just I don't know I suppose just to have in your own opinion you know not being like like I said not comparing to everybody else um yeah just mainly coming back to find things that you love about yourself that's not physical maybe would be my maybe advice um, that you can you know see that you're so much more than just your physical body I think because I know my younger self don't get me wrong I uh, you know was always fit and healthy thank god but um, when I look back at like that the like the mental the internal dialogue it was such a comparison of other people and you know it wasn't healthy habits like making then so um, so yeah that would probably be my top tip and any of the younger girls that I see coming up even in football like I'm like oh my god you need to stop worrying you know it's all relative like I know it is but uh, when you get older I think you'll start to realize that it really really does not matter like so um, I yeah. Know. I love that. I love that. And you're talking like you're ancient now, but I, I you're only, <laughs> you're only twenty eight. Am I right in saying you're twenty eight? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh no. Even at that, I feel a wee bit old. But no, I know. And again, that itself, I know I'm not that old. But um, maybe wise beyond my years. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> However, I think it's an incredible lesson to have learned at twenty eight because. I can totally resonate with it. Like how much joy did we steal from ourselves by being mm-hmm. co- so caught up in comparison? Like being caught up in comparison for any length of time is too long. So um, if anyone listening to this is like, oh my God, that's totally me. Like to work on actually coming away from that and finding things in your, like finding things in your life to be grateful for, given that gratitude for your own body, knowing that you are not your body as well. You're so much more than that. Um, I think that is absolutely incredible advice. So thank you so much for being with us today. And um, I wish you all of the best in the upcoming season. I'm going to be following um, on social media. Um, so thank you for everything and the best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you so much for having me on, Claire. Thanks.